Hello, my name is Michael A. Noble. This is a sermon series called Jesus the Great I Am. Today is part five. Thanks for tuning in. In my last message, I introduced some of you to Moses in Exodus chapter three, verses one through four, the great lawgiver. This scripture records his supernatural encounter with the living God. Let me tell you, friends, God knows you and he wants you to know him, too. And I find that absolutely amazing. Friends, that is just the mystery and the blessedness of the gospel message that the God of the universe will make himself available. He'll reach out to you so you can know him in an up close and personal relationship. So I want to get personal today because God is personal. Hallelujah. You see, this is really amazing in multiple fronts. This is also amazing when you look at Moses. He's 80 years old and he's a fugitive from justice. He was wanted for murder back in Egypt. He was hiding from the law. He wasn't even looking for God. He was just trying to stay out of sight. 80 years old, crime committed 40 years ago, 40 years in this desert. And yet he wasn't looking for the Lord, but the Lord found him. Hallelujah. You see, that's the God of the Bible. That's the God you need to know. And that's why it's so wonderful news today is that the same way that God presented himself to Moses, the same way that God didn't care nothing about what Moses had done. God don't care what you've done. It don't matter how low down or what sins you've committed. We serve the kind of God, or at least I serve the kind of God of the Bible that forgives you of your sins and he'll manifest himself to you anyway if you learn certain things. Amen. If you're willing to do certain things. Friends, today's message is all about God knows you and he wants you to know him too. So what's this look like? Moses met the Lord at the burning bush that was not consumed on God's mountain. He wasn't looking for God, but God revealed himself to Moses. How? By the supernatural miracle, a bush that was burning that wasn't consumed. Now, he got Moses' attention with that. How do you know? Because Moses responded to what he saw and he came to get a closer look. That's the beginning steps of salvation, which we looked at in our last message. Friends, you ain't got to be perfect. You ain't got to get your act together. Don't let the devil tease you or lie to you or fool you with that kind of stuff. That's religion. That's fake prostate religion. And that's the devil's false faith. Amen. I don't care how many times you pray to the sun facing the east. If you don't understand that the only way you can be saved is by grace, a merciful act of God that you don't deserve then friends, you're going to miss out on eternal salvation and a relationship with the living God now and in the next life. You don't want to do that. So he reveals himself. God looks for you even when you ain't looking for him. And then Moses responds. And that's what faith looks like. It just responds. You ain't got to understand it. It don't have to make sense to you. Just respond. And say, I believe I'm not going to deny that something's happening. And I'm looking at something. This bush is burning, but it ain't consumed. 
So he takes a closer look. And that's all God is asking of any of us today. He works the same way today as he did in this time with Moses. Amen. So when Moses responds, then the Bible said that the angel of the Lord called his name. Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. That was in the last message. And we learned that the angel of the Lord is always Jesus Christ manifesting himself to a broken humanity. You see, that's the second person of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And today we're going to learn a little reason why. Why Jesus is the part of God or God, the great I am, who always presents himself to fallen humanity. We're going to see because sinful people cannot come into the presence of a holy God unless God makes special arrangements. And that's who Jesus is. God's special arrangement as God to let you and I come close to him. Watch this. That's what's really important that you don't want to miss. God reveals himself to humans through Jesus Christ. And he manifests himself in the Old Testament and the New Testament in different ways. Amen. Why? Because God knows you and he wants you to know him too. It's just that simple. Don't miss it, friends. So this now takes us to what the relationship looks like, because that's about salvation. Chapters three verses one through four of Exodus is all about us kind of seeing how you get to God. God initiates it. He sends a revelation. You respond by believing in faith. You come closer and then the Lord lets you know he knows you. And then you respond to that and say, here I am, Lord, when he calls your name. That's really salvation through faith in Jesus Christ who died on the cross for our sins. Now, but that's just the beginning. Now, this is a message for Christians. This is a message for people who've already believed in Jesus. You got to go to the next step. Many Christians don't go to the next step. And you know why? Because in order to have a proper relationship with God up close and personal, you got to relate to God according to his ground rules. You see, all good relationships have ground rules. You know what ground rules are? Basic principles that govern the relationship. How you going to relate to each other? And how do sinners relate to a holy God? God's got to give us the ground rules. He initiates reaching out to you. And if you respond in faith, he will call your name. He want, And then he says, if you want to get closer, which I expect you to, because I didn't save you just to be out there and keep doing your thing. If you really been born again, you're going to want to know everything about God. Amen. That's how you know you really been touched and saved. You want to know all you can and get as close as you can to the living God through faith in Jesus Christ. So God says you need some ground rules. Friends, don't mess up your children if you're a parent by letting them do whatever. You got to give them some ground rules or they'll never be able to relate to God. Or if you're an adult and your parents didn't give you ground rules, that's why y'all messed up. That's why your relationships are empty. You can fake it and act like you're happy, but you know you ain't happy. You ain't fulfilled. You just going with the only thing that's available to you. God wants more for you than that. That's why Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Well, he's given that to Moses right here in this text today. So watch this. These basic principles, ground rules that will govern the relationship. These rules cannot be broken in order for the relationship to work. And that's what God is doing in our text through Jesus speaking to Moses on this mountain through this burning bush. 
You see, the Lord lays these ground rules out, how the relationship can move forward. Chapter three, verses five and six. Here's what it says. Then the Lord said, do not come any closer. Take off your sandals for you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Amen. 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 So let's jump right on in, y'all. Amen. You want to get closer to the Lord or you want to have better relationships? You first of all got to get your relationship with God right. Then you'll have the right relationship with each other. But you're going to use these same principles that you have in your relationship with God with each other. And if you don't have this right with God, you can't have it right with each other. Ground rule number one. God is in charge, not you. Ground rule number one. God is in charge, not you. Well, where are you getting that from, preacher? Watch this. In these verses, verse five says, then the Lord said, you see it? Then the Lord said. Now that's a Hebrew word that really means more than just talking. It means to speak with authority. It means to speak as one who's in charge. It means to speak as one who expects what you say to be listened to and heard because you are the one who is in a superior position. Okay. It means to speak with authority, to declare or to decree. You got to remember now, this is the same word that's used in Genesis creation story, chapters one and two, when the Bible says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. Why was there light? Because God speaks with authority. When he says something, it has to come to pass. Read Isaiah chapter 55. God will explain that. He says, that's how I work in the world. He says, my word will not return into me void, but it will accomplish the purpose for which I sent it. So in other words, when God speaks, whatever God says has to be heard and it's got to happen just like God says. So ground rule number one is that you got to understand that you coming close to God. He wants you to be close to him and he wants to you to know he knows you and he wants you to know him. But you got to respect this first ground rule. He's in charge and you not. He makes the rules. You don't. He's the one who sets out the rules of the relationship. Amen. Many of you got broken relationships because you have not respected this ground rule. Children, you trying to deal with your parent like they're an equal. They're not an equal. Not in God's sight. I don't care what the world tells you. I don't care what this lying and dying culture is being deceived by Satan by getting these children to rise up. Well, you can do that. But the Bible says you don't respect your parents. You cut off your days in the land. You know what that means? You're going to die prematurely. And you know why? Because if you got a godly parent, your godly parent is used by God to teach you the right way to live and the wrong way to avoid living. So you don't die before your time. So you don't make mistakes because you're naive. That's what is in the background of this verse. That's what's in the context of the, when it says, and God said. So ground rule number one, God's in charge, not you. So, and God said, now watch this. Jesus is still speaking. Now remember, this is the voice out of that burning bush that's not consumed talking. So this is the Lord talking. Jesus is the one. He's the part of the Godhead that relates to us sinful mortals. And he's trying to bring you close. But you got to understand, you got some ground rules here. Okay, he's in charge. You're not. Watch this. It's all about respect. So he tells Moses three things. First thing he tells him is what not to do. Second thing he tells him is what to do. And then thirdly, he tells him why. What not to do, what to do, and then he tells him why. 
That's really just as simple as you can get. That's what the, the wisdom is all about. Learning what not to do, learning what to do, and then you can understand why. Okay? This is what God does. Ain't he wonderful? I love him. Hallelujah. Ground rule number two and number three, establish boundaries. Boundaries are all about, all about access, permission to use something or permission to speak with uh, someone or to enter into their presence or to approach. And so what God says is the world is mine, the earth is mine and everything here is mine. Psalms 24 and one. And so what he's saying is I'll let you use my stuff. I want to bless you. I'll let you use that mind I gave you uh, to, to the best of your ability. I'll let you use your talents and, and everything in the world. He says all of that is for your blessing. He said, but watch this. You need my permission though. To use it the way I want you to use it so to bless you. And if you try to use it without my permission, it's going to curse you. That's why so many people gain the whole world and lose their soul. They ain't happy. Got everything they want. You know why? Because they don't see God's permission. See, they don't respect him. Right. They think they're in charge, not him. They done blown the first ground rule. Right. That God's in charge and you ain't. So watch this second one. He says, do not come any closer. That's a restriction. God won't let you just do whatever you need to do whenever you want to do it, right? What God says is there's some restrictions. The first thing is you got to hear my voice when I say no, okay? You don't respect somebody if they're in authority over you, a parent or your boss or whatever. I don't care what these people are doing in the streets in this day, this day and age. These are the last days. Folk don't respect nothing. And that's why everything's got to implode. It's all got to go up in flames. But you ain't got to have that experience in your life if you just respect God's rules. Amen. Restriction. Do not come any closer. Stop. Don't come any closer. Don't do this. Now, this is the beautiful part. Nobody likes restrictions. None of us like someone telling us what we can't do. But friends, you're not very wise and you're not very smart. If you just go headlong and you just throw caution to the wind, it's like running off. It's like ignoring a road sign that says stop cliff ahead and you just run on through it. And then you wonder halfway down right before you die, Lord, why you let this happen to me? Lord didn't let that happen to you. The devil did that to you because you did not honor restrictions. Amen. I don't care what you say. The devil is lawless. God has rules and laws to him. And if you want to be blessed, you got to play by his rules. Number one, he's in charge. Ground rule number two, you don't come any closer. Now, watch this. This is beautiful. He not only restricts him, but then he goes on to say, don't do this, but you need to do this. That's the beautiful part. Don't just, you know, tell somebody what they can't do. Tell them what they should be doing. And that's what God does. He never tells you no without telling you this is what I want you to do. This is what you should do so I can bless you. Ground rule number three is all about respect. He says, take off your sandals. That's just like saying, take off your shoes. That's the third ground rule, right? Take off your shoes. Now, taking off your shoes may not seem like a big deal, but it means a lot. You see, in many cultures, even today, taking off your shoes is a sign of humility and respect. Watch this. When you take someone's shoes, you are rendering them powerless. You saying I'm in charge. You saying you ain't the boss. I'm running this show. Right. That's really what this is about. It's about vulnerability. You see, 
The devil makes many of us try to be proud and boastful. And many of us try to do that in relationships where we should be quiet and humble ourselves, particularly like children and parents or people that are your boss. Yeah, okay, you ain't nobody gonna tell me what to do. Well, they're gonna fire you and you're gonna lose your job. A whole lot of us are messing our lives up and we're shipwrecked because we're not operating on God's spiritual principles of ground rules for the relationships. Amen. So what he says is, Take off your sandals. That's a restriction or stop. But now he tells him what to do. He says, take your shoes off. Right. If you take off your pride and put on humility, if you take off trying to act like you got it together and admit you need me, if you take off, you know, trying to fool everybody else like you all that in a slice of cheese and just come and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I'm broken. I'm lost. Lord says, now we can we can talk. We can relate. You see, I'm not going to put you down for not knowing. I'm God. I know you don't know. You're just trying to fool everybody else. He says, but if you will be vulnerable and recognize your powerlessness and that you'll need me. You know why this is important? You got to take off your shoes to get close to God, a closer person. You know why? You're not going to trust in God if you're trying to act like you can do it. I ain't never seen nobody rely on God's power who think they can do it themselves. And that's just messing up a whole lot of folk, quote unquote, Christians and non-believers. Because everybody calling on the Lord don't know him. Amen. He says, take off your shoes. Be powerless. Admit it. Admit you can't handle it. Admit you can't do it. Admit you don't know what you're doing. Don't let the blind, don't follow the blind. You're going to come fall off a cliff just like them, y'all. Don't be listening to all them professors who don't know Jesus. Don't be listening to all these social uh, activists. They don't know what they're doing. Don't be following all these trends just because it's popular. Don't be listening to the, the mainstream media. Listen, you get your cues from the scriptures. Amen. You get under that authority you're supposed to be under. God will always send somebody godly in your life to show you the way. And they always going to give you the word because the word is a light into our pathway and a light lamp into our feet. Take off your shoes, Moses. Amen. And guess what? Moses did it. See, if you want to be blessed, just do what God says. Don't let the devil make you focus on what God told you not to do. Focus on what he's told you to do. That's what they did in the garden. Satan made us focus in on the one tree God said, leave alone, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And God warned us, you will surely die if you eat it. And look at what we did. We did exactly the one thing we couldn't do. There was probably millions of trees there, millions of trees, millions of fruit. But instead of them focusing on what God did allow them to do, Satan made them focus on the one thing he said no. And that's what got him. And he's still doing the same thing today. Amen. Ground rule number three. Take off your sandals. Humble yourself. Prove and admit your vulnerability. You need me because you ain't never going to call on a living God if you're already trying to be your own God and do your own thing. You got to admit you need him. You don't know, but he does. That's what is required. All right. So let's put this together. We got these three ground rules. God's in charge and you're not. Secondly, don't come any closer because there's restrictions. Thirdly, you got to take off your sandals and put off that old pride in the way we naturally operate in the way the world tells us to. And all of us doing our own thing. And you got to be willing to be vulnerable and let him become the Lord over your life. That's what it's all about. Now, watch this. The next verse brings it all together for us. God identifies himself to Moses and then Moses responds in the appropriate way. He says, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Now, let me bring all this together for you. OK, ground rules. You on holy ground. 
right? That's ground rules because the ground is holy. That's why you got to take off your shoes and that's why you can't come any closer till you drop your pride. Amen. Cause then I gotta, I gotta deal with you. I gotta kill you then. Cause I can't let you come all up in my face and then you get my blessings. Amen. Ain't gonna happen. I can't let you disrespect me like that. Now watch this. In verse six now, because Moses does what God says, the relationship is ready to take off because Abraham had a relationship with God. Abraham is the father of faith. Amen. Isaac had a relationship with God. Not Abraham's relationship. Isaac had his own relationship because the same God that revealed himself to Abraham revealed himself to his son, Isaac. And then Isaac passed on that tradition, that faith, belief in Yahweh, the one true God to his son, Jacob, whose name is later changed to Israel. That's where you get the nation. So Jacob had to establish his own relationship with the God who had a relationship with his daddy Isaac and his granddaddy Abraham. In other words, it was passed through the family. There was this respect of authority, the respect of these boundaries, honoring the heads of their households. Amen. Everything starts in the home, y'all. And so as a result, God said to, Ab- to Moses, I'll relate to you the same way I related to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Why? Because they humbled themselves and threw off their pride and I revealed my holy nature to them. I'll do the same with you. Friends, it had been 400 years since God first spoke to Abraham up until the time that God is speaking now to Moses, who will be God's instrument to be the deliverer from Egyptian slavery. Isn't that awesome? God is doing the same thing today. Many people haven't heard God's voice. Many people don't know God intimately. You know why? Because you don't respect authority. You don't respect who God has placed in charge of you. You ain't got no respect for nobody, the police or the law. Nobody. These politicians, many of them, not all of them, many of them know, are telling you don't pay no attention to nobody. All this agitation going on in the streets, following all these rules of engagement based upon people that are training people with socialistic tendencies, trying to cause havoc so they can just destroy society. That's what Satan does. Don't follow that. Don't be fooled. You see, this fear, watch this. Moses, the scripture says, covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. This is what the Bible refers to as a healthy fear. All fear is not bad. Healthy fear. Now, some of y'all know you're thinking, no, little Bible. God didn't give a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. He talking about being afraid of the devil, right? This is a healthy fear. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If you don't respect God, you are really mugged up. Jesus tried to say, you don't need to fear man who can just destroy the body, but you do need to fear God who can not only destroy your body, but cast your soul into hell. Now, that's what the Bible says. Jesus himself trying to tell us about this. You need a healthy fear of God. That's a wonder, at all an amazement and a respect. That's how you really know that Jesus has become the Lord over your life because you have a healthy fear. Let me explain real quick what it looks like. It's like a, a running train. If you get in front of a running train talking about I don't respect you, you're going to get splattered. It's going to be ugly and you're going to die. That's just the truth of it. I mean, I hate to get gory, but hey, the illustration I think works. Many people are that way, standing in front of a moving train, a running locomotive, and they think like in the cartoons that they can eat a little spinach from the world and like Popeye, stop it because the spinach done gave them power. No, no, that ain't going to work. That's a delusion. You're going to be splattered. Your life going to be over and it's going to be ugly. 
And that's spiritually what many are doing. And that's why I keep talking to you about not going to hell. See, if you don't trust Jesus, you don't admit your need for him. If you're not willing to admit you're a sinner, stop acting like you know what's going on. No, you don't. You're not messing it all up. You're empty. You ain't happy. You can't be without God. You need Jesus. You don't have a healthy respect. And it's just like standing in front of a train. You're going to get spattered. But if you get a ticket, and you get on lawfully. You you respect you respect the rules. Don't try to just steal your way on. I'm going to jump on anyway. You're going to kill yourself. You ain't going to win against a train. But if you get a ticket, then you got your own seat. You can be in comfort. Man, that bring you some dining. You know, you can eat there and sleep there and all that kind of stuff. And you can enjoy the ride. And that train will take you places you could never go by yourself. That's the way God is. If you do it right, if you come to him lawfully, if you honor him, respect him properly, you put your pride aside, take your shoes off, brothers and sisters, and you just humble yourself. Don't just run there like you are. Take me the way I am. No, let him change you. Amen. That's what he does. That's what the miracle is all about. Transforming you, making you a new person. Amen. But you got to have this healthy respect. And that's a real sign that you really met the Lord. When you have a healthy fear of him, when you cover your face, what he's saying is I can't look at you in the eye with no bold defiance. No, you don't know the Lord. If that's your attitude, you have no idea what the devil is going to plan for you. Friends, it's not too late. On God's mountain, you may not have had a burning bush in your life. You may not have had the miracle Moses had, but God will reveal himself to you. Everybody has a chance to meet him. Amen. You got to respond like Moses, though. Come closer and take a closer look. Then listen to him when he calls your name. Now, once you, if you do that and you accept Jesus Christ into your heart as your Lord and personal Savior, the next thing is he wants to be Lord over your life. And that's what these ground rules are all about. He's in charge. You not. You got to stop. And, and you can't come no closer to you. Take off your shoes. Why? Because wherever God is, it's holy. You want your house to be holy? Blessed. You want his presence there? Take off your shoes. Hallelujah. You want your family to be blessed. You want your job to be blessed. You want your life to be blessed. Take off your shoes, friends. And then when God lets you come up close to him, you'll behold his majesty and his glory and it'll leave you with a sense of awe. That's what you need if you're going to be a worshiper. That's what you're going to need if you're going to be a praiser. That's what you're going to need if you're going to be a Christian, a disciple of Jesus Christ. You need a sense of his awe. And I'm hoping that you sense that right now. Amen. I want to end on this. God's trying to reach you on a mountain, on his mountain today and he revealed himself. In 1937, a man named Bill Anderson was born. I think he's still alive. I'd make him 83. And he came up with this song that says, I'll be somewhere listening. It's a beautiful song. Let me end on this. When the Savior calls, I will answer. When he calls me, I will answer. When the Savior calls, I will answer. I'll be somewhere listening for my name. This is the chorus. I love it. I'll be somewhere listening. I'll be somewhere listening. I'll be somewhere listening for my name. I'll be somewhere listening. I'll be somewhere listening. I'll be somewhere listening for my name. Friends, God is calling you today. He's calling today just like he did in Moses day. That's the God of the Bible. Jesus is the one that presents himself to you as God because he's the way you get close to the God, the father, God, the son and God, the Holy Spirit. He knows you and he wants you to know him, too. Are you willing 
to humble yourself and put off the profane. The word profane means to lack respect for what's sacred and holy. The family is holy. Life is holy. The word is holy. Faith in God is holy. You need to take off your shoes today. He's calling. Will you answer? I sure hope you do before it's too late. God bless you. Tune in next time and listen to our next message. Jesus, the great I am. God bless you until then.